Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. I can never get enough of meeting the type of individuals the likes of my next guest. When you come across a guy with this kind of jet-fueled energy, it has a way of rubbing off on you. With a sense of dedication and desire to always keep improving his content, craft, and brand, I really wanted to have Javier Mercedes on the program, as his was the kind of personal mission that greatly resonated with me. As a seasoned freelance video editor, audio engineer, podcaster, and well-rounded online media creator, Javier is truly a passionate chap, something he's made quite obvious based on the chosen name for his exciting Passion in Progress podcast. On this episode, Javier dives into his ongoing commitment to his various projects, including his wonderful tech tutorials on YouTube, learning curves, the importance of always showing up, the realities of growing your brand and business, and so much more. So let's get into this. From Kondiak, Quebec to Austin, Texas, this is Awaken the Awesome, episode 109 with Javier Mercedes. Here we go. You know, I was like really thankful, like, you know, for you to accept uh, to be on the podcast because oh, like, yeah, you know, for it's, sure, uh, it's always so fun. It's always so fun uh, to connect with people. So it's always a lot of fun to actually meet people like you who are definitely, like, you know, just so jazzed and so genuinely enthused about doing what they do. And I love your oh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. I, the first thing I really that really hit me, you probably have one of the most jolt-inducing intros I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is something that really stands out. Like the first episode I hit, and I'm like, "Welcome, guys, to the Passion Podcast." Like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, okay, dude, that coffee is really strong. I need some of that. <laughs> but seriously, it speaks to a lot of a uh, really intense personality, and you know, just such a warm heart. And I'm just wondering where that started off from, because again, we're going to start at the beginning. Passion and Progress podcast. That's probably every podcaster has a story after connecting with so many of them. What's your story? Where did that start off, man? Uh, so, do you want to know the story behind my intro? Yeah, then yeah, we'll like get to the why, podcast, why, but the intro itself, yeah, yeah, why I do that. So, I used to work at the Chive. And um, there is a part, the Chive is a website. They do, um, I guess, media. Think of like memes. Um, Definitely, they have sexy girls on there too. And they have a charity side of the uh, website as well. Uh There is another uh, influencer who is wheelchair bound named Zach Anner. And Uh if you look him up, he's really cool guy. His content is so well done, but he's a comedian and he's also an advocate for wheelchair accessibility and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. He was partnering, partnering with the Chive on a, uh, on a charities thing where we were giving away a van. Think of us just as an Oprah. So we were uh, calling up another individual and we were giving away a van and I was the, uh, for your audience, uh, my background is in video editing, and I'm also an audio editor as well. And Epic. I was the guy, I was the guy in the background. Um, I guess you would say like producing the whole thing, making sure things didn't turn on fire while we were doing this live stream with a family that was going to get this van. Zach Enner is the chillest guy, and I got his microphone set up, and everything was nice. And we hit record, and we start streaming live in it just flipped a switch and he just goes, Hey guys, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And it like, it just turned the whole room into like, wow, we are here to do this now. Like it brought attention to it. It, it, And it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like obtrusive. It was very much like I'm here to do my part and help raise money for this cause. And like, just like the presence that he had in the room and it just stuck with me. So that was like a couple years ago, and that whole experience still stuck with me. So when I started doing my intro to my podcast, um, and I'm like, what is up, Merce Nation? Javier Mercedes here for yet again another Passion and Progress show. And what that did for me was it helped get the jitters out for the beginning of the podcast. So there's actually right. some times where 
I noticed that I was saying passion in progress so many times in my intro. So there's mm-hmm. a couple where I'll just leave that part out. I'll, I'll still say it in person, but I'll cut that part out and just cut straight right. to like part of the in- interview. Um, but yeah, where that comes from is, uh, this guy named Zach Anner. And then also I just use that energy to help me start a podcast because I think one of the most awkward things is when you start, you're like, all right, we're just gonna start talking how's it going you know <laughs> like that whole thing you yeah. still do you still have that even after after having done so many episodes as you have do you still get those jitters because sometimes again i'm not sure if you can relate because sometimes my wife does a lot of like you know re-listening to episodes and sometimes she can tell when i'm hyper excited or sometimes a little bit you know not off but you know just a little bit bashful and everything do you still get that you know just because you're so excited to get into it because yes sometimes- uh i will say there was one turning point in my, uh, I guess, podcast career. There's an episode that I did with the editor. Uh, I think most people might know the the YouTube series Cobra Kai now, but he mm-hmm. also was the editor of um, Burn Notice, a TV show, and he did a couple episodes of Glee. And uh, when I was interviewing him, my mind blanked on the question. And this is halfway through an interview and his podcast, he has a podcast of his own and it's called Optimize Yourself. And he, he does his podcasts like we're doing right now where they're over the internet. And um, when he's not talking, what he does is he actually fits in a workout. So he's like doing kettlebell raises and all this other stuff while he's doing the interview. But for him that like keeps him concentrating on the task at hand. Now, getting oh, wow. to the whole getting to the whole jitters thing. I when I interview him, and for your audience uh, that doesn't know, I do all my interviews in person, and that mm-hmm. kind of it has like a different sense to it. But also, you can't hide behind like if you're like trying to look up something on the internet really quick or anything right. like that. Like you're 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 in it, <laughs> and you, you got to go. So. Um, halfway through that interview i just stopped and i was like i had this question that i was going to ask you and i don't remember it and it was and he was like look it's okay if you have silence in fact like in today's day and age it's it's harder to have silence but uh we'll just sit here and then once you think of it it'll be okay but then he was like look wow. let's do this so we he, <laughs> during the interview he's like you know what just get up so we started doing burpees we did a couple burpees. I sit down and then I like snap as my you're recording. Yeah, yeah, and I snap my fingers. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, this is the thing that I was going to ask you." And it was, I think it was more like an icebreaker type thing too. Even though that was like halfway through the interview, but like, I think after that point, I had a whole bunch of bullet points that I would write. I would maybe have like three pages of notes going into each podcast, and I realized that I could only get through about one page of notes, if that. So I normally just have like a one question or two that are, is in my brain. And then from there, I just elaborate on what they want to talk about uh, or other questions that I'm curious about after, had, after I've like viewed their material, listened to their material, read their book, whatever it may be. Uh, I find it's much easier to have those impromptu conversations than uh, having a whole bunch of notes written and trying to go step by step by step i totally agree because i'm not sure uh, if you can get on board with this it's not how we speak it's not how we interact as human beings a natural conversation is going to just flow organically of course there is stuff that i'm that i'm curious about hearing about javier's life and javier's career and how javier handles with these circumstances throughout the world of podcasting but you know, if the conversation is going to go talking about, again, beer or barley or like, you know, how to open up a restaurant, you know, episodes that you guys should check out on Javier's podcast. But <laughs> yeah. the naturally speaking, you know, we don't go through bullet points. I'm sure like, you know, this is not CNN. This is not Charlie Rose. But, you know, I totally get you on that. You know, the circumstances are just supposed to flow and let the conversation go as it may. That's really, really cool. But doing burpees, doing a recording, that's a first. That's a first. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also, um, if Tony Horton is the guy that kind of taught him that he was Tony Horton's the guy that invented P90X, the, the workout mm-hmm. plan for at home. But, but yeah, that's, um, after that podcast, I now go into interviews with a much better mindset of, all right, I've just like 
consumed as much content of whoever it is that I'm interviewing with. And then mm -hmm. just, I'm have a curious mind about whatever they want to talk about. You run with it. You run with it. How can you think back of the first episode? What was that like in terms of growth? And because again, we want to talk, we want to inspire people in terms of like, you know, whatever creative venture they want to dive into, you know, you have to learn about the process. Think about the first episode. What were you, what, what would be your critiques? So the, my show is called Passion and Progress, but it started out. Great title, by the way. Thank you. It started out as Interv Wednesday, an interview on a Wednesday. And uh, my, for those that don't know, my, uh, I have a YouTube channel and I video record all of my podcasts. But before I was even video recording my podcasts, I tried to make my episodes maybe about 14 minutes, but have extensive B-roll and put a lot of effort into the aesthetic and uh, show if somebody's... So I have an episode, one of my earlier episodes is about uh, how to start a wine company. Mm -hmm. And that was like a 45-minute to hour-long conversation that I cut down into, I think, like a 10-minute video. And it looks more like a Netflix uh, documentary than a podcast. Oh, whoa. Okay. And, uh, but the thing is, I was trying to do this weekly. And when you're also doing a full-time job, that's, it was, it was insane. So I did maybe a couple episodes like that where I did a whole bunch of following around whoever it is I was interviewing and cutting it to different visuals of whatever they're talking about and really making it a, a uh, a visual piece uh, rather than a podcast. And then I was like, I can't maintain this. So I actually transitioned that to the longer form podcast. And it happened after I had a couple conversations and I, as a video editor, I just said, I can't see myself cutting out like 30 minutes of this conversation just to have a a seven minute snackable content for somebody to watch when I find all of this information valuable. Valuable. So okay. So my first couple episodes were actually just the uncut versions of what I uh, recorded. Now my fourth episode is with this guy, bless his soul. <laughs> he, uh, he invented the, this hot sauce company and he's the founder of Yellowbird hot sauce. Mm -hmm. And that's sold in like Walmarts or Whole Foods and a whole bunch of different supermarkets around the U.S. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a big podcast. This is great. And I went in there and I just started asking him questions about anything and everything. And it had nothing to do with hot sauces. I think that the first 20 minutes of that episode were, was like, so I heard you went to Florida State. Did you ever see an alligator? Like it has nothing to do oh. with it. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Hey. No, no. The problem is that is one of the uh because people are searching for uh behind the scenes content of mm -hmm. that company my video pops up in search and people are still watching it so it gets like three to four views a day still and i i, I just pinned a comment to the top of it saying like please skip to like 20 minutes into this interview if you actually want to get to the good content <laughs> I, at uh, least you're honest about it yeah yeah i that was the i think the lowest of lows in terms of learning about valuing valuing people's time and getting to what i really want to talk about and what people really want to hear from whatever it is in that podcast um from that episode on it definitely got more efficient so i would say it's i guess you could stray off topic a little bit but like staying on topic for a certain guest could be um the the biggest critique that i would have from my earlier days that is such a cool story about growth and learning from your your mistakes and learning along the way that is so cool it's nice because, again, now you're laughing about it, but I'm pretty sure it was a little bit hair-raising at, at, at some point. But, wow, good on you, man. Oh, I just you. feel I feel bad for people that are watching it, and then they click on it, and then they, they're they expecting to get, like, information what about the this? hot sauce company. And, and then, I'm, like, hopefully they scroll down and they see my comment. <laughs> 
but you've definitely made some strides and now yeah. here we are the passion and progress pro- passion and progress i'm sorry podcast what does that word mean to you javier passion such a powerful word but what does that mean to you because i'm sure like you know you know pay, paying so much attention to detail as you do you didn't just put it out there just like that it has to mean something to you yeah i it's definitely changed over the course of i guess I think I've been podcasting a year, more than a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and just l- interviewing people from all different walks of their career paths and what they're doing. The one thing that I know for certain is that if you are passionate enough about something, you can make that subject relatable to anyone. Meaning that if, say, you were a scientist that really loved, I don't know, calculus or something like that, when I run into people that are really, really passionate about whatever they're doing, they just have that energy. Much like what I was talking about at the very beginning of this podcast with Mm -hmm. the Zach Anner thing, like they're just passionate about what they're doing. You you have that sense from them. And I, I feel like people are tuned into whatever they're talking about and willing to learn from whatever they have to say, even though each guest from week to week might be a little different. But if each person is passionate about whatever they're doing, it's an interesting story to hear. Or if it's not even a story, it's, it's valuable information that people that are passionate about whatever they're doing can take little snippets from and apply the advice from those other people from my guests that are pursuing what they're passionate about just use so many times in that <laughs> but it's okay it's definitely true because it's so it resonates a lot with the message i try to push with these recordings is because you realize that at some point no matter what you do matter where this thing called life takes you at the very we're not that different everybody has something that gets them up in the morning everybody has something at their core that gets them jazz and that's something that they seek and you know they just want to reach out and sometimes either they're afraid and you know either they think they're incompetent or they can't make it but throughout these interactions you realize that whether it's through cooking or podcasting or you know real estate or just like taking care of your kids or exercising you know your passion lies within you it has something something that you're genuinely again see i'm catching up here passionate (laughs) about yeah and i applaud you for that because these are really really cool gems of conversations you're having with people as you said from all walks of life and again if we're just like you know taking you know maybe like you know one or two tips like you know what have you seen a common denominator among these people like you know common traits and mindsets and you know just overall you know consistency and stuff that you've applied into your own journey yeah for sure so I actually have um, a pinned tweet on my on my Twitter, uh, and it says a common theme among the people that I talk to on my show when looking at what made them successful to where they are now is not quitting, having the endurance to outlast the doubt and setbacks and come out on top with a skill set built up over years of experience. I think that's the biggest through line of each guest that I've I've had. Oh, that is so dope. And you say that again, you've only been podcasting for over a year and you realize it's not just about clicking record and putting audio out there. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, just comparing even when you get into this, because I've been you know, sh- just shy of over three years and something has to keep you going. You have to keep putting, pushing, through, pushing, so through, true. pushing through, pushing through. You have to keep pushing through. This has to come out. This has to come out. This has to come out. And what would you tell people about that very important aspect of consistency and rigor? And you know what? You have to be dedicated. You have to be disciplined. How does that resonate with you? Because a lot of people, you know, just miss have the misconception that, you know, yeah, it's super easy. I think there are stages to this. I think the beginning is you have the idea of what you want to do and you have to get over that initial hump of the judgment that might come from peers and other people from you going out on a limb doing whatever it is that you're doing after you've gone over that hurdle and you've started what you needed to do and maybe it's not like judgment or whatever 
it's just like a technical aspect. It's like, oh man, I want to do this, but maybe you have to learn how to edit audio or I don't, I don't know, like build a website or something like that. I know in the beginning it was much, it was very much that kind of stuff. It's like, I have a podcast now, where do I host it? And all that kind of stuff. Um, then the idea comes where you start talking to more people and you get a better grasp of what you want to do with, uh, for my, for my example, like what I want to do with my podcast. So as I continue to interview more people, I know now what I'm looking for in like a guest per se, or what I want to, I know that maybe if I'm asking questions or if I'm talking to somebody, what to think about in terms of not just me, but the audience in general. And mm-hmm. when I'm trying to frame a question, I'm really trying to think of value-oriented things that can help other people that are in my situation because that's the most thing, that's the situation that I'm most uh, understanding of. So yes. I know, I've noticed in my last, I want to say like pe- 10 podcasts, they're very much a representation of where I'm at in my own uh, creative entrepreneurial career where right. I, for my last couple of podcasts I've had on marketers, people that are big in the marketing scene and also like business entrepreneur owners that are also online content creators. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the questions that I'm asking them are, how are you monetizing your, your passions? How, how, how do you do this? <laughs> like a lot of people will say like, you could do your, your thing that you're passionate about, like make money off the thing that you're passionate about. And it's like, cool. Like, give me the steps. <laughs> Where's the brochure to that? And um, so I, I find myself asking a lot of those questions now. And there's a big, I think, de, I want to say not divide, but I think there's a big, there's, there's two ways of looking at this where if you're a creative person, you want to keep doing the creative thing. But if you're a business oriented person, you know, and can sell and can do the business side of things. There's very few that start out with the happy hybrid of being a, both a business and um, creative type. I find that most right. people are both are on one side of the spectrum and then creatives have to slowly just nudge themselves into that business in order to stay afloat with what they're doing. Well, I guess let me put it this way in my, in my circumstance, because for me, I, I am a freelance video editor and then I create content. Like my goal is to create content full time. Like that's the thing that I want to sustain me. So for the long term. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So there's the other side of the spectrum where I am completely all for you want to do a podcast and like create a YouTube video and all that stuff just because maybe you don't get the, you don't get to be creative at work. And then this is your creative outlet, which is like, that's awesome. Like do that. And if you're happy, then that's keep, keep, keep on keeping on. But for me, um, I'm just trying to find the ways that like, all right, how do you go about monetizing your content creation? That's, I find that's what I've been asking a lot of my guests recently. And to get to your point with uh, the, I guess, optimism of constantly staying on the train and staying driven to create content. For me, it's the, I can see the, the uproar, the upward, um, I guess, exponential curve of what I'm doing. So like the more podcasts that I do, or as I put out more weekly content, I can see the numbers growing. So, I mean, obviously it's not something that's very uh, fast or anything like that, but after doing, going hard at it on YouTube and podcasting for a year, I can look back and actually see like, Oh, it may not like be awesome in this next year or the year after that, but I can definitely see what would happen if I just like, if I just showed up and I just kept doing this um, because I like doing it. But if I just keep being consistent with this, it will continue to grow. Like I will get better and more people will recognize what's going on. And 
I can continue to provide value to other people the more that I understand how this system works. I really love how you put that. I really do. Because when you say that you keep showing up, that in there is, it's all wrapped up in a bow. Just keep showing up because at some point it's your content, your channel, your creative outlet, your production, your podcast, whatever, but you got to keep at it. Otherwise it doesn't happen any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think a lot of people, I noticed this from a lot of my full-time, I, I want to say full-time like content creators or, or YouTubers that post constantly is around the new year, you'll see a lot of brand changes and updates to kinds of content and myself included. Like for me, I realized that for my podcast, I it would probably be better for me to take it off my main YouTube channel. So on my YouTube channel, right. I do video editing tutorials and mm-hmm. um, video gear reviews and everything that has to do with video tech. So when I, I am anticipating when I get like a really, really huge guest and say they do something like yoga, like uh, so somebody in Austin that I want to have as a guest is yoga with Adrian. And mm-hmm. um, I, and I know if I do an episode with her, it'll get like lots of views and everything, but I think I would be doing a disservice to the people that may want to see more of my content. If the very next video that I put on my channel is the top 10 ways to use the premier pro toolbar cursor. Right. <laughs> because okay. they have not see the economy there. Okay. Yeah. So the, I, I maybe if people are just really into who you are as a person, that would make sense. But I understand that I want to continue to make content like that thing that I just said. Like, in fact, one of my next videos is going to be about the Premiere Pro cursor and all the things that you can do with it. <laughs> but um, it's like 10 minutes long, man. It's jam-packed with so many tips. But, I just uh, love the geek talk. A lot of people are like, what the hell is he talking about Premiere editing? I totally yeah. get what he's saying. And it's, that a video, it's a video editing software. For those, for those that don't know, it's a video editing software. But um, so I, I, it takes a lot of, um, I guess, not necessarily self-development, but... Uh, you have to take a step away from yourself and look at it from the consumer's point of view and really think about, all right, am I doing, and this is, this is me now, not like if you're doing it to be just like as a creative outlet for me, Mm -hmm. it's like, I, I kind of treat my YouTube channel now as a job and mm-hmm. it's the fact that I still like, I love what I'm doing, but now I'm really like, all right, if I really want to niche down and help a specific kind of person now with that end person in mind, I can, it makes it so much easier for me to creatively make content around specific subjects. Now, let me dive into that. Please. When you create a, walls or the great the thing that i like to um make this an example uh or um a metaphor or i get yeah a metaphor to is music theory in music theory before i i went to college for for music and before i went to college i didn't really know much about sheet music i didn't know much about music theory that a, a one chord led to a four chord to a five chord and then back to tonic that whole thing after college, I had this set of rules that I could use that if I sat down at a piano, I just know that I could play a certain amount of certain step of chords. And then it would, to you, it would sound like a pop song or it'd sound like a okay. classical like song or it'd sound sad. Like I know the thought process of, and I know the notes of what a sad song would be before even having to play it on a piano because of learning music theory. Now, in those rules, that's when you can get creative. So you, you already know that you have to play or that you want to create like a sad melodic song. At least you know that if I play this in A minor and then go to like E, that's a set of rules that are like, okay, at least I have a starting point. Now let's start to elaborate that and change some things. So beforehand, when I was creating content, I was creating cooking videos, I was creating just like normal vlogs. I've, I think I have a video on my channel where I'm like 
singing happy birthday to uh, my wife, but it's, it's like a rap song from my kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's all over the place. And then as you continue down the, the, um, the, I guess the history of my channel, you could see that I always have some like tutorials in there and then it really starts to get tutorial heavy. And then I started my podcast. But thinking um, to myself, like I said, from the consumer's point of view, now that I have, now that I'm further down the line of my content creation life uh, or career, I want to say, I it's, I it, it like, it's kind of a revelation when you create so many videos that you understand, like, oh, these are the things that work; these are the things that don't. Now, trust me, I'm still gonna have things that don't work. But but at least now creating so many videos, I know what makes me happy and I know what also is going to help out my audience at the same time. So now I'm just like, I'm niching down into video editing tutorials and gear reviews, two things that I still love doing. And then also my podcast is like on my other channel now. And that's specifically like what we've been talking about people and pursuing their passions and all that kind of stuff. But at least now people have an expectation of what to, um, what to get when they click on a video. And I guess this is a long winded way of saying that in the whole um, history of content creation, when you're looking to, um, create things and make things and not get burnt out when you set up those rules. And I know that sounds kind of because it's like, Oh, break the rules. You can upload anything. Yes, you can. But when you have certain stipulations of what you can upload, like whatever that may be, now you can start to formulate a a plan of what you want to make and get creative in that regard. It's interesting when you, if you pick and I used to hate this, but like everybody would say like niche down, niche down. But it's interesting when you do niche down the ways that you can find to be creative in that niche. And it actually, because you do have a set of rules, it's very uh, challenging. And it, it that's where the creativity comes. Um, I like to say with constraint comes creativity because obviously because you've set a certain at, uh, parameters up and say like, all right, if it's not a certain niche, let's say what would happen if you, if for anybody that wanted to start a podcast, that's listening. What if you said you wanted to have a podcast interview, but it could only be five minutes. That's the only stipulation. And so you could get really creative with that. Like, so say you took out every single breath or you only like cut down one section of a, uh, of a podcast or something like that, or your, your, um, guest already knows that you have to get an interview in five minutes. Five minutes. So, so literally right when you start, you're just like, and starting now. So you, you try and jam pack in every, like I'm actually talking about this and it sounds like you're an interesting idea. To, it's yeah. something that somebody would do. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, so that just as an example for by building constraint, you actually release yourself to be more creative. That is so useful. And you brought up so many gems in terms of, identifying what uh, Seth Godin calls your tribe and also realizing that also something that Malcolm Gladwell himself put up in a TED talk, something about there are no, there is no perfect Pepsi. There are only perfect Pepsis. You know, you're, you put out a YouTube channel about tutorials. Okay. There's some people going to come over here and expect tutorials and uh, people who want the podcast are going to come over here and there's no mixing to otherwise that creates a lot of noise. It creates a lot of inconsistency and people don't know where to, where to go. So that is a lot of great tips in terms of like, okay, focus on, focus on what you're good at, focus on what you know, focus on what you love. Cause that's what I heard. I heard about, you know, a lot of growth and eventually down, like, as you mentioned, the, the entire YouTube history thing is something that is very true. Take any professional YouTuber right now. If you go back to the very first episode without some examples, cause some do take them down, but it's a beautiful timeline to see like the evolution of, of videos. And it's something that, you know, I applaud you for because it takes a lot of acceptance and a lot of observation in terms of your own personal process. And, you know, just to be able to stay that curve. And, you know, the fact that you take such a, uh, uh, such a very, you know, attention, I'm sorry, that's what I was looking for, specific 
you know, look at your overall body of work in terms of, okay, this is what is working. This is what's not working. And people need to pay attention to that. As you said, there's, there needs to be a core difference. If you're doing this as an outlet, if you want to stay creative, if you want to do your thing, just have fun with it. That's totally fine. But I also heard you say, if you want to take this as an avenue that would be monetizing and helping you sustain, you know, a certain amount of income in the long term, you also need to see this as a business. And, you know, there's there are rules, there's levels and there's tactics and there's strategies to this, which you need to apply and you need to learn along the way. That is very, very useful. Thanks so much, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a I forget what interview I was listening to, but the um the interviewee was talking about how the person that was getting interviewed just kind of knew the certain, these certain concepts, but then just like what you were saying with Seth Godin and um, uh, who's the author that you, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. I, I love him, man. Um, the, those concepts that they talk about, but then learning through experience and not, not knowing that you know this concept, but just, uh, in your gut, you have a gut feeling about what it is. There is one piece of advice, though, that I would say is to other people, if they're starting out, don't, uh, if, you're, if you're going the route of like creating YouTube videos and doing a podcast at the same time, I would do it much like I did it. I would keep both on the same channel. If you're starting out and you don't have that much of an audience, do not put the burden on yourself to try and like, maintain two channels because you're going to burn out like for me a good case in point here is i was posting three videos a week on my main channel and that oh dude that's a lot wow yeah and that included my podcast because that was one of my videos another key tip here is youtube looks at audience retention and not audience retention well yes they do but um they look at watch time and podcasts get a lot of watch time because they're very long and that when you get a lot of watch time, that's when you're able to get monetized on YouTube. But what I would suggest is maybe doing it some way that I did it where I would release my podcast on a Wednesday and then I would have my tutorials and other videos on my Mondays and Fridays. Now I'm, I'm posting my podcast on my other channel and now all of a sudden my channel went from posting three times a week down to two, but I'm still trying to get back to posting three times a week on my main channel, but having right. it all be relevant to the topics that I want to. To the and topic, okay. And obviously now I know better what works and what doesn't work on the internet, or not the internet, but on YouTube. But you're not going to understand how things ebb and flow with your audience unless you just like, you just start. So I would, if, uh, if people are maybe already on the journey of doing content creation or whatever it may be, keep everything that you're doing when you're starting on the same channel, don't try and split yourself or, or maybe you can, I don't know, you do you, but it's so hard to get those first thousand subscribers it like it takes so long (laughs) and then after after (laughs) that that. yeah after that that. it gets so much easier but i I, like now i get like a thousand subscribers every like i don't know maybe two weeks or something like but that is so dope okay maybe maybe like no, I I could be quoting myself wrong there, but um, but before it would take me like six months or to like seven months to get my first thousand subscribers. <laughs> but yeah, it, it makes it it's so much easier on YouTube the further you get down the line. And obviously, because again, you talked about that you know that momentum, that curve that slowly but surely keeps going up. But you can only do that by creating if you more keep content showing up, and being if you keep showing, showing up. up. It needs Consistency to be breeds creativity. There you go. Because people, at a certain point, you tell everybody that your episode comes out every Wednesday. Okay, you might be surprised how many people will show up on Wednesday. Hey, Javier, where's, where's the episode? What's what's going on? And people will keep you accountable. Again, the internet is a very funny place. Um, but this is a personal one in terms of like you know just you know taking practical tips if you don't mind because this is a sure. this podcast is my second volley at podcasting. In a previous life, I used to do a previous one. I was about photography because I also do photography on the side. And I did like, you know, obviously the, the this weekend photo type thing. But obviously I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't consistent. And second, um, I'm not that good of a video creator. So, but I wanted to do the audio thing and the YouTube thing, audio thing and the YouTube thing. 
um, it got really heavy really fast. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you're talking why. to somebody that knows exactly what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it got really heavy really fast. And again, when you're not used to video editing, so first of all, you have to work on the uh, uh, the entire audio portion, and then work on the video, put on some intros, put some cuts and B rolls and stuff. And okay, when I said okay, we're gonna do this second second time, I said to myself, you know what? No more YouTube. I don't feel like it. I'm not in it. But my wife has been saying, like, you know, babe, YouTube is the future. I know this. I'm a geek. I should know. But it's just that, again, I'm basically probably shooting myself in the foot, but just taking your own opinion of it. What I do on my channel right now, there is an audio version that comes out, obviously, on the iTunes of this world. And then it automatically shoots it as an audio only version on YouTube. They know no how, how many interview. do they get views? Uh, not that much. Well, I, I, I mean, I, dude, I just released one uh, today on my podcast channel, and let's look how many views it has right now. Thirteen. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, that. Like when I when I was posting vi- my um, my podcasts on my main channel, they were getting like a hundred views. I would like just try and keep promoting my podcasts until uh, it would get like a hundred views. Now I haven't, I haven't started promoting this podcast yet. Cause I, mm-hmm. I released it a little bit later today, but yeah, right. I, on my channel, it's, it's still the same. It, it will get like 11. Um, and then the one before that was like 85 uh, and 105. And then the one with, um, Jester King was 400, but that was like, Oh, that's cool. But that one, that's because they have a devote following and, um, people are generally interested like that he's a pretty cool guy i mean you listen to it but he is he is he is he is a really um, cool guy just really comes off he's like so warm and so genuine really feels you really feel the passion behind what he's doing yeah for sure for sure uh but yeah i would say just keep doing what you're doing like if because you know what when you were doing stuff before what that um what that led to Mm-hmm. like there's part of me that would love to just do audio and then only release like clips on my podcast channel. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I have the full video, but then that's behind a Patreon. So I feel like if you want to see the full video podcast, you can, it's on my Patreon, but mm-hmm. like if you, everybody can just listen to it and then that would drive the downloads to the audio portion. But, um, I, I don't know. I would say if you did do the video thing and video editing isn't your thing, like, man, it's just about providing value to whoever's listening. Like if it's yeah. if like for me, it's I'm a video editor and I love doing video. My whole thing is about video tech tutorials. So it just makes sense for me right. to video my uh, my podcasts. It I know makes video, sense. It's totally the alliance. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that not only that, but like video podcasting is like becoming a really big thing now, especially on YouTube. But again, if you're going to be killing yourself to post on post the video of the podcast and the audio version, nobody understands that more than I do, man. It like uh, when I, the, the thing with me is like at the very end, you have to sit there and put a, the intro and then you have to put your outro. You have to write all of the notes. You have to, for, like for me, I post it to my website and then I write, I write a specific blog post. Then I make the assets for the podcast that I have to make a little small icon for my homepage and then a big icon uh-huh. for the blog post. And then uh, a, the other thing that takes about a half a day is like the Instagram video that goes along with it. And then like you have to put subtitles with that are you and then like the show notes so there's like there's so much more that goes along with it there's so many more benefits Mm -hmm. that you have from having a video podcast but that also comes with 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 the uh, ability of video comes great responsibility (laughs) and by that i I just mean that you you have more avenues to pursue when you do do video podcasting but also Mm -hmm. it puts up it gives you too many capabilities and sometimes i'm just like i want to just post a video and please people watch it (laughs) (laughs) because i worked really really hard on it yeah yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if just like people just watched it Can you just watch it, guys? Like, please. Yeah, please? yeah. I don't have to post this to my Twitter, my Facebook, on Reddit, on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> and 
it really goes to show that at the core, um, it's a conversation I had uh, with someone uh, a couple of months back, and we're talking about um, the fact that, and I love this word. I think that's why I, want, I really wanted to have you on because the word passion is really resonating. And he talked about just passion being about also towards the realm of what are you willing to suffer for? Because at the core, passion is also about pain and sacrifice and, and, and grit and resilience. And again, the underbelly of, yeah, it's a lot of fun and we're all having fun while being creatives and we're all like, you know, creating amazing connections. But at the core, you talked about it. There's a lot of work. There are a lot of hours. You have kids. I have kids. There's a lot of time that you have to spend. See? I recorded a podcast with someone like, you know, all the way across in Europe. I had to be up at 4 a.m. for the person to actually be, you know, be able to record. What are you willing to sacrifice? And that is something that I applaud you for because you talked about a lot of work and a lot of commitment that has to go into it. And a lot of people take that for granted, I think. Well, I think game recognizes game. Um, and that's not for me. That's uh, the the founder of... Uh... Patreon has a similar quote like that when uh, somebody, I, one of my friends, one of my creator friends asked him like about starting a Patreon and then they, they just started a Patreon and then they were getting patrons and the, the founder replied with like, you know, creators recognize what other creators are going through. Like they, like I support other creators um, through Patreon and I have a Patreon myself, but it's uh, like, um, when I, when I see that, just like what you're, you, um, we're talking about with the family and everything, I know exactly <laughs> the sacrifices when I see somebody else like putting out so much content, I'm like, man, they must be really, really going hard right now and not doing much in terms of having a social life because the, the kind of content that they're putting out. Um, but I applaud them for their efforts and what they're doing. And like a lot of times the stuff pays off and it's, it's awesome to see that. Um, I think another thing too, is like you want, you, you understand, and I think we were talking about before we started with, um, families, like you understand once you do have a family, like, Oh, other people with families, like if you see how much work is going in, like how much sacrifice is there. But I would also comment that it's not just you sacrificing it's the family too it's oh yeah like, like it's like from from my perspective perspective it's like all right my my wife and my two kids um now i'm at the point where whenever my kids come home from daycare or i'm taking them like i don't really i'm not up at the computer but i, I mean i'll say that but there are instances where i'm still at the computer and I, like when it comes to like the podcast, oh, I got to get it out on Wednesday, got to get it out on Wednesday. Uh, that kind of thing happens or another piece of content because I, I can see, like I alluded to before, like I can see where the trend is going, the more content that you put out. So like, I don't know if it's an impatience thing or just how much can I brain dump my my knowledge and my intuition into video format and put it on the internet. I, this is the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is a lot of the videos that I put out are just things that are, I already knew about. And these are things that could help other people that I didn't know that other people really wanted to know about certain aspects of video editing or video tech. And it's really just, me trying to download my information that's in my brain into the internet. And sometimes it irks me how long that takes when it comes to creating videos, because there's this thing called audience retention and obviously there's no, there's no point in creating this really long video. If nobody's going to be there to watch the, the whatever parts of it again, I'm completely coming at this from the perspective of I'm treating this more like a business now than just like mm -hmm. a, a passionate endeavor. Um, sure. Or a, like a, yeah. So if I, I would completely like agree if you wanted to create like a hour long video of a trip to somewhere, someplace like, and you just want to have that to have that video please do that because like 10 years down the line, you'll go back and you'll be like, Oh man, we have this like 
this this it, I would say like kind of home video esque thing from this long time ago, but um, from my perspective, I am like how how do I efficiently brain dump my knowledge in a creative way into video format that can go into ones and zeros for other people to consume take those ones and zeros and then put it in their neural pathways and put it in, in very in short digestible mental format. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's all YouTube. It, well, I guess from a tutorial standpoint, since I'm like a tutorial oh, yeah. YouTuber, but that's like all I'm trying to do. Like if there was a different medium, like podcasting, it's a different kind of thing, but really uh, that's like all you're, really trying to do is get information to another person and how what's the most effective way that i can the most accessible effective form yeah so like i'm not good at writing so like i do have my blog but it's just my podcast posts for right now i do do my audio thing and then i like well my bread and butter's in video so (laughs) so video is my thing if you can i would say if you could be a better writer than Transmit the brain dumpage in ones and O's through that. <laughs> that was completely that was completely tangential from the uh, the sacrifice thing. But the reason no I bring no that, no it totally applies totally applies. The reason I bring it up is 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 because the amount of time it takes to edit videos and also create videos. I, I would say like it takes so long. It only takes maybe like a half a day or something like that to film a video, but to really, if you're taking into consideration the audience and really trying to make sure every second that they're watching a video is worth their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it can be really burdensome. And, but that's what I think about. Like, so for like every 10 seconds of a video, I'm trying to like spend a minute or uh, like, or a whole hour or two hours on, or maybe even a whole day or even longer than that on the first 15 seconds of a video, just so I can have your attention for the rest of the video. Um, there's a, I, I would say there's like an exponential curve, or I guess in this case, it would be logarithmic where there like a downslope of the amount of effort that would is, uh, allotted for, a beginning of a video versus like the ending because there's only so much there's only so many people that are going to make it to the end of a video but at least if you can get their attention to sustain to the end of the video then then all for you there you go that's that's the the whole the whole time and sacrifice thing comes from the the process of trying to brain dump and make it an efficient thing onto a video format for somebody else to consume. I wish it didn't take so long to edit videos. <laughs> well, for sure. I totally get you on that one, Hagar, because you know what, from hearing you and from talking about you through this wonderful exchange is the fact that it comes from a very sincere place because you brought, you brought that word up a lot. You probably thought it was passion, but you all brought that word up a lot. I'm trying to serve. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make this useful, not just video tutorials. I'm trying to, make someone's knowledge. I'm trying to convey knowledge to someone else. And that at the basis has been, you know, the entire survival of the human species, transferring knowledge from one to another, whether through scripts, whether through written or VHS or whatever video tutorials right now. They're doing a terrific thing. Yeah, I'm dating myself. I'm really dating myself. (laughs) But it used to be a point, yeah, we used to buy VHS tapes, like, you know, try to learn, try to National Geographic, trying to travel. Right now we have YouTube and we have people like you who are doing, you know, their passionate thing and trying to share their knowledge, you know, and trying to, you know, educate us in any which way, shape or form. It's not just about, you know, just cat videos, but it's really about how can we serve, how can we connect and how can we make this efficient and, you know, fun. For people, you know, who might want to know this. Again, our niche core, our niche tribe. And it's something that I do not sneeze at, I don't laugh at, because I know you're putting in a lot of work to it. And, you know, I'm really tipping my hat off to you because it's not always easy, but you definitely make it sound worthwhile and fun. So I totally applaud you for that, man. Um, yeah, thanks. Because you talk, you talk a lot about, again, how... Uh, the channel is also a labor of love and everything. And I think it's quite of an inspiration because, guys, you definitely need to check out this podcast because I really love the type of guests that you have on. And it definitely inspires people. Whatever you want to achieve, it's going to take commitment. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take, you know, that leap of faith. But also, it's just going to ask you to just show up and put in the work, man. That's simple as that. It's basic. It's boring. But it's simple as that. You have to put in the work. And that's definitely what you're showing. 
Have you always been this efficient at talking? Me? Uh, yeah. Moby said the exact same thing. Where is it everybody said that? But me? No. Uh, me, I believe my background comes from what? I read a lot. I come from a long line of readers. My parents always like surrounded us with, uh, with a tremendous amount of books. Uh, whether from politics to, you know, philosophy through, you know, dictionaries and novels whatsoever, you know, so we were surrounded by books. So I read a lot. Um, so I also did some theater. I also did a lot of broadcasting when I was in high school and uh, in college. So, yeah, uh, I guess I probably have the gift of gab, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I would <laughs> say a- you're very good at concisely telling what is on your mind. I appreciate it. But seriously, I'm not going to keep you up too long because I know like, you know, we're probably coming up on top of the hour. Um, But really, one last thing. And this is like a running. First of all, first of all, before we close off, I want to say, first of all, thank you. And as I like to say, I want to celebrate you because it is something truly genuine. And this is not just me making up words. This is very genuine. Through all the episodes that I've heard thus far, and through the mission I know you set for yourself and all the goals that you set for yourself and where you are trying to take this venture uh, personally and creatively and, you know, business wise, I see nothing but greatness for you. I really want you to actually look forward to greatness and all the great things that are coming for you. It's a terrific thing that you're doing. And I want to know that you have my full on support, however, which way. Um, I hope that we will keep connecting on the Instagram or in wherever the universe will take us. And definitely know that I really appreciate everything you're doing. You know, I really want to thank you for your time and insight. It's a terrific, terrific conversation we just had. And I wanted to thank you for that. Uh, thank you so much, man. That's awesome. Really do. Really do. A closing tradition onto the conversation. I always like to ask the guest as a parting word, a kind thought, a call to action, just a little note, just a leg up, you know, something, a next step that someone can take tomorrow, just waking up and taking that next step towards their journey, towards their next level. What can we leave them with? What'd you say? Uh, consistency breeds creativity. Like if you set up the constraint of being consistent, whether it from, and I'll give my personal example, every Wednesday, a podcast has to come out that will lead to creativity and that will eventually lead to opportunity. And I can give you many examples of that, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned from doing this podcast and my YouTube channel is that consistency um, with that 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 constraint of consistency and i don't i i've i like using constraint just because it starts with a c but i mm-hmm. feel like that has a bad connotation with it but mm-hmm. like i explained earlier just by setting up those rules you you open up a plethora of other things for your creativity and the opportunities that my consistency has allotted me is um bountiful like this last year uh, as a video editor i was able to work on a documentary for ESPN. I was able to follow Dope. I was able to follow um uh one of the teams during March Madness and my uh, uh uh some of my material that I was editing. I speaking of creating three videos a week, that was, wow. was I, I was recreating I was creating a video a day for CBS and wow. um, sometimes even more. So that's like that was like create but that's um, that's what this, that's what being consistent has provided to me. Um, there's a, a plethora of other people that I've been able to meet and have conversations with and learn from and other opportunities that I've, uh, had because of me doing this podcast and the network and the other people that I meet, um, through doing this, uh, just like flying out to certain places and, um, doing content with other people that are really cool, but I wouldn't have had that if I did not show up and be consistent with who I am as a creator. So I think the biggest thing that I would want to leave your audience with is consistency breeds creativity, which leads to opportunity. Can't put it any better. Dude, thank you so much, Javier. I can't thank you enough. Talented podcaster terrific individual where can people connect with you on the interwebs my friend uh on everything social i'm at javier mercedes x that's j-a-v-i-e-r mercedes just like the car x and then on youtube if you would help me out and subscribe to my podcast channel passion and progress uh 
I just started it at the turn of the year, but my main YouTube channel is just my name, Javier Mercedes. That's all the places. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Or you can check out the passion and progress show with Javier Mercedes, all those things, all the places. Please do guys, please do passion and progress podcast. And by the way, uh, careful with your volume if you're listening to your headset because this dude has the most explosive intro you've ever heard again <laughs> <laughs> but that's a compliment because i really do enjoy it definitely that it's a like i can't put it any simpler jolt inducing intro javier thank you so much for your time guys this has been another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast from Kansas, quebec all the way up to austin texas if i ever make it down to austin you and i are having a coffee man promised for sure, um, for sure. But guys, thank you so much for, you know, always tuning in and always showing such tremendous support. Catch this episode and all the show notes once this episode goes live. Look out for the blog post and definitely I'll link up all of Javier's presences on the blog post once the episode goes live. I'm your host, Olivier Day. Guys, have a terrific, terrific evening. Stay safe, stay resilient, stay blessed. And as always, do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.